What's up, everybody? Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Today, we are going to be talking about the topic of target markets. So, what is the target market? Target market just means these are the types of people that you want to reach, either for your business or for growing your audience. Um, but this is a widely misunderstood topic, okay? Um, you know, every single day, my company asks clients and customers what their target market is so that we can help them reach that. And the, the responses that we get are quite hilarious. Um, and actually, the most common response that we get for this particular topic is uh, we get the same thing every time. It's a gender and an age, right? So we say, hey, what's your target market? So people say, well, people, men or women or men and women from ages 20 to ages 45, right? That's the most common response that we get. The other response that we get when, people, when I ask people's target market is they say, well, my target market is everyone. So if you are one of those people who said, what's your target? And I, if I've ever asked you, what's your target market? And you think everyone, we need to talk. This video is for you. All right. <clears throat> so first things first, target market is more than just a gender and an age. When I say to you, hey, what's up, Arpe? Uh, when I say to you guys, what's your target market? If you tell me men or women between the ages of 30 and 45, uh, you clearly don't know your target demographic well enough, okay? Target market is more than just the gender and age. One other thing that I hear most often too, and I just wanna comment on this before we go too deep, is the idea of somebody having disposable income. That's one of my favorite things of all time when someone says that. They say, my target market has disposable income. But let me ask you, my friends, when was the last time you disposed of money? When was the last time you went to the garbage and threw out $20? <laughs> never. I've never once, and personally me, I don't know about you guys, but never once in my life have I ever thrown out money, okay? Never. I've spent money on things that I value, but I do not ever throw it away, okay? And, um, and on that note, um, you know, when it comes to disposable income as well, you know, the, we can talk about income demographics or income target markets and things like that, but having disposable income uh, is not a real thing, okay? People don't throw out their money. So if you are saying that, then stop and start to get more specific, okay? So uh, the different types of target market. When I say target market, what most people assume is they assume demographics, okay? They assume demographics, meaning gender, age, income, occupation, socioeconomic status, education level, family status, marital status, ethnic groups, and religious affiliations, okay? So, you know, when it comes to your target market, you don't want to just know what their gender is or what their age is. You want to know what their income levels are, potentially. How much money are they making? Are you trying to approach people in Parkdale or are you trying to approach people in Yorkville? from my Toronto people, right? Um, occupation, right? When I ask people about their target demographics, very rarely do they ever approach me and say, yeah, uh, you know, I'm looking to, to reach out to lawyers or real estate agents or, uh, or um, you know, personal trainers, right? <laughs> Thanks, bro. Um, and so, and everyone watching, uh, you know, we, we're on live on multiple different platforms right now. So we're getting comments from all over. If you see me or hear me responding to that, that's what I'm doing. So um, yeah, occupation is a huge thing, 
right? Sometimes we got to target people based on what they do for a living. What you do for a living can say a lot about you. So uh, that's a really important thing to consider. Socioeconomic status, again, meaning just sort of like the uh, uh, social and economic status uh, of, your, of your target demographic. Education level, right? Are you trying to reach people who are going to do a peer review of your, uh, of your content? Or are you going to look for somebody who would listen to a blog title? and consider it absolute fact, okay? Um, you know, has somebody gone to high school? Has someone gone to university? Have they got their master's, PhD? Who are you looking to target? I had a person come in the other day was specifically focused on targeting people with PhDs and masters, right? Because they were looking to target people who are looking for careers, right? And looking for really great careers. So, you know, having that education level is important when you're considering that. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Chris. What up, guys? All right. So um, family status and marital status, right? Do people have kids? Are they identifying as a mom or identifying as a dad, right? That's important because some products are sp and services are specifically geared towards that. And some are not specifically geared towards that, but they do have relevancy in those areas, right? Um, hey, what's up, Franco? What's up, everybody? Thank you everyone for tuning in saying hi. All right, so um, uh, in marital status, there's a lot of things that married people do that single people do not, right? And vice versa, right? So who are you trying to target specifically, right? Um, think about, these are the things you wanna think about. Ethnic groups, this is huge, right? If you're doing something specifically surrounding Black History Month, right? Everybody can benefit from that, obviously, but at the same time, if you're specifically targeting a group of people that are gonna be interested in something then you want to be able to target that group, right? And again, not specifically, but that's something to consider, right? Um, and religious affiliation, right? If I'm going to be selling, you know, um, something very specific towards a, a religious group, for example, the, uh, is it the yarmulkes that go on for, for Jewish people? If I'm selling yarmulkes, I'm not going to start targeting everybody, right? I want to specifically target the Jewish community, right? Something to think about. <clears throat> now, these are actually pretty common. Most people, when it comes to target demographic, they think about this stuff. They consider that stuff. But what they don't consider is things like psychographics. Many of you are just hearing this word for the first time. When you're starting a business, have you considered your psychographics? Have you considered the people and, and the, the, the psychology of these people, their attitudes, their values, their beliefs, their interests and lifestyles, okay? There's a lot of different lifestyles that need to be targeted when it comes to creating a business model, okay? So <clears throat> if you are selling a cannabis-based product, for example, for anybody in Canada that is getting into the cannabis industry, if you're getting into the cannabis-based products, what type of lifestyle are you approaching? Are you, typing, are you approaching maybe the stoner lifestyle? Are you approaching people that are you know, interested in um, um, the high-end side of cannabis, right? That are more so looking for very exclusive events and uh, high-end events, right? Um, what, what are they interested in, right? Um, what type of lifestyle do they have? What do they do on a regular basis? How do they think, right? Um, for me, myself, you know, we have a social media company, right? So we target people whose lifestyles or even uh, interests and values and attitudes are very motivational, right? Very success-oriented, right? People who are looking to grow bigger and be better and expand, right? Um, we're not looking for people with the attitudes of laziness, right? I mean, we do, we've had some clients that have been lazy, but that's not our demographic. We don't spend our marketing dollars trying to reach those people because those are not the types of people who would generally come here. And we talk about having a niche too, 
you know, having a niche actually came from the idea that people didn't have enough marketing dollars to spend, right? So they had to target a specific niche or a specific group in order to make sure that they had their advertising dollars well spent, right? People say this all the time, you know, uh, you know um, and actually we'll get into this in a second, but if you're targeting everyone, you're targeting no one because people say, oh, my target demographic is everyone. Everyone's my target demographic. Are they? Okay, so even if it costs $1 to reach your customer, then you have 8 billion people in the world, okay? So do you have $8 billion? What company has $8 billion to spend on marketing right now, okay? So either way, it's a terrible idea, financially speaking, so you need to be able to figure out what your target niche is so that you can spend your marketing dollars effectively. Behavioral, so usage occasion, degree of loyalty, user status, Purchase readiness, okay? Um, is somebody looking to get something right now, today? Are they in desperate need of something, right? Or are they, you know, planning for this thing down the road, right? You know, something like a home, purchasing a house, agents. This is a big thing, right? A lot of real estate agents uh, can come in handy, but they need to be doing, they need to have a, a very specific farming approach. They need to take a very long-term approach to their marketing, right? Because sometimes people are not ready to purchase right away. Right? This is a very big decision. And sometimes people stay in their homes for years. Right? Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, thanks, uh, Mira. Appreciate it. So people are, are uh, it takes years to, 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 to make that decision. And sometimes it takes years to, for them to, to, get, to be ready to make a purchase. Okay? So that being said, there's also some people who are now foreclosing their homes. Right? Yeah, this is perfect for the real estate people here. Okay? So some people are foreclosing their homes and they need to purchase now or they need to sell now. And, and so which one are you targeting, right? People who have more urgency tend to need more value and, and, and you can generally charge more, right? But what is your specialty, right? Um, hey, what's up, Zara? How you doing? What's up, Wes? Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining. Um, okay, so... This, this, and this is big, right? These are things that you want to consider, okay? When you're making your target market. Now, there's also needs-based segmentation. So relationship between the custom, customer's needs for specific features and products or service benefits, okay? So let's say you're tar if you're selling uh, photography-based products, okay? Are you selling Nikon lenses or are you selling Canon lenses, okay? Are you selling Android products or are you selling iPhone products? right? The, based on the needs of the customer, that can be a specific target demographic, okay? So you need to consider these things. You know, like I said, look, look at how many things we've already talked about. You know, uh, this, is, this is way deeper than just age and, age and gender, okay? There's so many things that we need to consider when figuring out how we're going to spend our marketing dollars so we can make sure every dollar counts, right? If you just if you look, and actually we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, so I won't get too deep into that just yet. The other thing you want to consider is, are you targeting business versus consumer? Okay. <clears throat> business versus consumer can be a huge difference. Are you targeting other businesses or are you trying to target individuals? Right. That's a big thing to consider, something to think about. Right. That being said, one thing I've always learned when it comes to B2B, like say business to business or B2C, which is business to customer. No matter what you are doing, it's always P to P, person to person, okay? So when you're targeting, whether you're targeting businesses or whether you're targeting customers, make sure that you remember that there's always a person on the other end of that targeting. And so you want to make sure that you are remembering people's humanity, okay? 
And then again, we talked, uh, I had a note here on wide targeting versus niche targeting. Okay. So there is a benefit to wide targeting sometimes, especially when you're not sure what your target market is, right? If you're not sure who you should be targeting or what your target market is, then you want to start off a little bit wide, right? Maybe start in the Canadian area if you're marketing in Canada. Okay. And then you might start doing men or women in the Canadian area. Okay. So that might be a, a lot wider, right? And then you might try, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, girls in Toronto, for example, right now we're getting a little bit more niche, right? And then if you try fit girls, Toronto, right? So fit girls who are interested in fitness in Toronto, right? Um, so again, that's much, much deeper now, right? There's a vast difference. And we're going to talk about actually how to find those people, how to target them and what's the best way to go about it. But one thing I do want to talk about is the idea of a, an ideal customer avatar. This is one of the greatest things I've ever learned because, you know, and people ask me this all the time when it comes to, um, uh, when it comes to making videos on social media, people always say to me, well, how do you, how do you know what to say? How do you just come up with stuff on the fly like that? Like right now, guys, I'm not reading off a script. I'm just talking to you. But the question is, how do I do that? And the reason is because I've created in my mind, oh, sorry about that. I've created in my mind an ideal customer avatar. And what an ideal customer avatar is, is basically you've created an actual person that you are marketing to. All right. All right. One second here. Boom. Start that back up. All right. So you've created an, an, an actual person. So for me, for example, right, you know, we're, we're, let's talk about social media and social media marketing. Okay. So uh, let's take Stephanie, for example, Stephanie is a, 30 year old woman who lives in Toronto. Okay. Stephanie wakes up early in the morning at about six o'clock. She has herself a healthy breakfast and she spends her first part of her day reading and doing affirmations. Okay. When she wakes up, she gets started on her business that she owns. Okay. And actually, thank you, uh, Mira. I'm actually going to be putting these on YouTube uh, moving forward. They'll be on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and everything. So thanks for that feedback. I appreciate it. Um, so she wakes up in the morning, she, uh, she does her reading, <clears throat> she does her affirmations, and then she gets busy, um, on her self-employed business. Maybe Stephanie also has a job as well. She has a job full-time, but she runs a business part-time. And while she's doing that, she wants to meet new people. She, she understands the value of social media. Um, but she just doesn't know exactly how to do it right? She feels overwhelmed and bombarded by things. Um, so she, she wants some, and she doesn't want to just go to a website that she can click on some stuff. Uh, she, she needs a human's help. She needs that personal touch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to definitely be putting these on YouTube for sure. I'm actually recording them right now to do that. So basically, uh, you know, and then when she comes home, you know, she, she enjoys being on social media. She has fun with it. She's familiar with it. Um, and, uh, and then she maybe like, you know, sits home and, watches the office, watches a, a funny show, relaxes with her family, and then, uh, you know, either goes to the gym, maybe something like that, and then goes to bed. Okay. Now I just described a full day of this person named Stephanie. Okay. Um, maybe Stephanie is, uh, again, a business owner specifically in the field of creatives, right? Maybe she's a musician. Okay. So I'm getting really, really deep. You want to know your target market the way you know your best friends. Okay. 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 Brody, what's up, bro? Um, so you need to know your target market the way you know your best friends, 
You need to know them in and out. What do they do from when they wake up in the morning to when they go to bed at night, okay? Because these small, tiny details are gonna allow you to find your target market, right? Maybe you find your target market by, you know, I'm gonna give you an example, okay? This is how you know uh, to how to find your target demographic. So I forget what the, what the actual company was. I think it was um, Black's Photography or something. I think it was something like that, Black's or Kodak or something on those lines, okay? Um, and they started selling cell phones in their store, right? It was like, why do cell phones and photography, why are they, those are two different demographics. Maybe, right? But think about how many of us use self, our cell phones as, as a phot photography tool. I know I do, right? So that being said, you can take two very similar demographics and they can work together. They can work together because they're a powerful tool in a sense that, you know, if somebody's interested in nail polish, they might also be interested in foundation and bronzer, right? If somebody's interested in, um, in plants, you know, they might also be interested in natural products, right? So you just want to start thinking about that in this, in that way, right? Know your customer and have, give that customer a name, like almost like you're writing a story about that person, give them a name, you know, make a life for that person so that when you're talking to the camera, when you're talking to your customer, you're not telling, Oh, Hey guys, um, you know, for anyone who's like this or like this or like this, if there's too many different areas, then people are not going to want to connect. People are not going to feel relatable. Right. But if I look at the camera and I say, this one, this video is for you. This video is for you. I understand your needs. And this is this. When people read it, they go, oh my God, that's not just brilliant. That's for me specifically, right? Because you're talking to them. You're not talking to a group. They're talking to the individual. And you can do that. Hey, Irene, you can do that by making an ideal customer avatar. So, and also, how do you figure out who your ideal customer avatar is? Well, that's important. And I had a conversation with my buddy Mindbender just the other day about this particular thing, okay? So how do you figure out what that is? You gotta get feedback. Feedback is so important. That's why social media actually is so powerful when it comes to feedback because you can get feedback so rapidly, right? Faster than almost any other situation, okay? Getting feedback is incredibly important. When I say getting feedback, I mean like doing surveys, maybe a focus group, bringing people in and saying, what do you, what do you like? What is it that you do on a daily basis? You know, maybe contact your customers and ask them, say, Hey, like, can I ask you a couple questions about your daily life and what you do and, and your, you know, your needs and uh, your purchase decisions? You know, what do, what do you do on a regular basis? What do you pay for outside of the services that you pay for with me? Right. Um, and doing these surveys because the challenge that a lot of people have is that they start getting involved in, um, in a business and they can't figure out whether they're reaching the wrong people or if the way they're going about it is wrong. Okay. And that's another thing. So you have to ask yourself, are you in the wrong target demographic or do you have the wrong content? Okay. So when you're making your marketing materials, for example, right, let me just set this down here. If I can. Cool. Oh, that's better. So are you making, are you making the wrong marketing materials or are you, or are you, 
are you making the wrong business model even, or are you uh, in the wrong target demographic? So for example, with my social media business, okay, you know, the stuff that we've done has helped people dramatically. Okay. We have helped hundreds of people build their following, build their audience. And, and I've seen people come to me and say, Bo, you know, when I get on Oprah, that's it. I'm going to, you know, tell them about you. I'm like, okay, you know, that's bullshit. You know, if you're on Oprah, you're not going to be mentioning your social media guy. But that being said, you know, I know what we do adds value. I know what we do changes lives. That being said, when we first started, I thought the people that I'm going to reach out to is real estate agents. Real estate agents would love what we're doing here. Okay. And I used to reach out to them and connect. And I just found that over time, I would give real estate agents the recipe. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I have some, some real estate agents as clients and they're amazing. Shout out to Remax Mandy. Shout out to Sarah Walner. Shout out to uh, Six Side um, uh, Taylene uh, and all those people. Um, you know, amazing clients. Okay. But that being said, when I first started out, most real estate agents, they're more so on the hunt and kill type of sales process, very direct sales. Okay. Um, social media, especially when it comes to such big decisions requires a very long-term approach. It's more of a farming approach where you're planting seeds and then you water them constantly over time. Okay. Now I was giving these real estate agents, Hey, what's up Sunair? I was giving these real estate agents the recipe for success on social media. I said, here is the recipe. Okay. You know, it's uh, traffic, branding, content, uh, you know, having a real person and being present and having a strong infrastructure. You know, I was basically giving them the recipe for the cake. I was saying here it's eggs, milk, sugar, right? Flour. And because a lot of these real estate agents were uh, independent entrepreneurs, uh, they, they really didn't want to take my advice. They said, okay, great, Bo, I, I, I see how you make that cake, but what I want to do is I want to make a cake with no eggs. And, 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 and actually, on top of that, I don't think I'm going to use flour either. It's like, uh, okay, <laughs> right? Uh, but now, when you put that, when you take it out of the oven, don't expect the cake to come out, <laughs> okay? Hey, Moses, how you doing, buddy? Uh, don't expect the cake to come out, right? Listen, <laughs> if you're not following the recipe, it's not going to work, right? So I got frustrated with that because I thought, man, maybe my service, yes, you can definitely watch it later if you go to facebook.com slash butterfly influence, okay? And we're going to have it on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff coming up soon and YouTube, all right? So what, what I struggled with, I service, maybe people are not getting value out of this. Maybe I shouldn't be in business right? And that was wrong, right? My product was amazing. My service is incredible. It helps tons of people get incredible success. But I was in the wrong target demographic. I started switching over to athletes, started working with personal trainers, athletes, people that wanted to uh, get more clients for their gyms, okay? And all of a sudden, we started getting a ton of clients, and people were loving it. People were getting, doing so well that they're now going and they're getting into, into newspapers and magazines and, and they're getting recognition and, you know, like getting new clients because athletes are coachable. They've been coached their entire life. They know how to take instructions and how to act on it. Okay. And, and half of what we do here, we provide the technology, but half of what we do is the psychology and the coaching. Right. So moving our target demographic over to the to the personal trainers rapidly changed our business model. OK. And that's important to consider. 
Because if I would have given up thinking, oh, my service is not good, right? Then I, I, I would have given up on my business five years ago, six years ago, right? Okay, so here's the other thing to consider too, though. When you're getting feedback, it might actually be your business, right? So, you know, there's certain things about my business. So certain people might say, Bo, I don't want to unfollow my particular friends. Is there a way that we can do that, right? And so with that information, I was able to say, yes, there's changes that I need to make to my business. And I made those changes. And now we have one of the best services when it comes to uh, automated socializing out there. Right. You know, we we're, we're very focused on social behavior and keeping those social relationships positive. Right. And keeping allowing people to keep their friends. Right. But I didn't say, oh, you're the wrong target demographic because you don't want to do it the way that I want to do it. No, I actually said, you know what, that's a change my business needs to make. So it's a fine line, but you need to be able to identify those things. OK. Um, next thing that we want to talk about is how to locate your target demographic. OK. I mean, there's a million ways right? When we're talking offline, right? You know, maybe it's a magazine, you know, maybe it's a, if we're talking, you know, uh, geographics, right? And actually, I don't even think I talked about that. But that's another huge thing is geographics, where the f are people located? Right? Are people actually in the area that you want them to be in? Right? I get this all the time, Bo, I want real followers. And I say, Okay, well, do you want real people? Is that what you mean? They say, No, I want real followers. And real followers means that they're actually interested in what you do and they're willing to buy. Well, what if you have a brick and mortar store? You need to focus on location, right? But if your location is global and you do global shipping, great. But are they willing to purchase your stuff in North Korea? Probably not, right? Or are they looking to purchase your stuff in China? Can you get it into that country, right? Or is your focus North America, right? So those are some things to consider as well. What's up, Jeff? So those are some things to consider as well. Geographics is huge. Right. So how do you locate your target demographic and how do you locate people within your geographics, demographics, psychographics, behavioral needs based business versus consumer? OK, so we're going to talk about how to do that online, because when it comes to offline, there's a million ways. OK, a million. You know, again, especially if it's location based, it might just be you're at an event or you're at a particular store or you're at, uh, uh, you know, a street festival or whatever it may be. Right. Now online, um, especially when it comes to Instagram, mainly what we're looking at is like the hashtags. I mean, you can look at so many different ways to locate people. It can, you can find people in other people's followers. Now, and, and this happens a lot actually. I see people trying to target um, other people's followers and, I, and, and especially they're, they're, comp they're competition's followers. And I highly disagree with that method for a variety of reasons, okay? If you're just randomly following every person that follows uh, a certain group, um, you're, you're really, you're going to get a bunch of spam, first of all, because anybody that is active ever, anybody that's ever used a hashtag is going to have some spam followers. Okay. So you don't just want to run through someone's followers. The other thing is, is you can follow somebody's followers if they're not in direct competition with you. If you're following somebody in the direct competition, that's a huge waste of time. And people will say, well, oh no, but they buy that. Why wouldn't they buy mine? Well, the thing is, in order for them to make a decision about making a purchase with you, they have to see your product between six to 12 times and have an emotional experience with that. Learn to, first of all, they need to know who you are. So you need to introduce yourself. Then they need to like you, which takes time. And then they need to trust you, which takes even more time. Okay. And if you're following somebody's followers, that means that they've already achieved the process of having them as a follower. So that person probably already knows them. Okay. And so they're, they're already 
four or five steps ahead. And if they're posting every day and you're posting every day, they will always be ahead of you in getting that target demographic and getting the decision making, right? There's other ways, obviously, you can use different levels of emotion and more, and more impactful things. And, uh, you know, you could post more often than them. Um, but in general, it's a giant waste of time. I would rather follow somebody's followers in a, in a, not a competing area, but maybe a collaborative area. So, you know, maybe I might look up uh, somebody who has a followers of all entrepreneurs, right? And they're, they're doing a, a page for entrepreneurs. They're not competing with me social media wise. They're not trying to sell social media services, but they do have a lot of people in that group that would purchase social media services, right? Okay, so but let's talk about the online stuff and using hashtags. So I think that's where a lot of people find their target demographic. So there are, I'd say like three or four different types of hashtags that you can go for, okay? So there are some hashtags that have zero posts, okay? This is either banned hashtags, and we talked about banned hashtags before on the, uh, on the, on the how to choose your hashtag uh, video. Um, and there's just hashtags that don't exist. So people might look up a hashtag and say, oh, they look up the hashtag. Uh, let's say you start a business called Butterfly Influence, like, like our business here, okay? So hashtag Butterfly Influence. I'm going to look up anybody who has hashtagged that. But there's no posts for that, right? If you just started a business, how do you expect there to be any posts for your hashtag? It's an idea that only you have came up with. If I come up with a, a sentence right now, let's say um, uh, like a, a totally random sentence, like the, the dog ate grapes while dancing at the zoo, okay? If I expected anyone in the world to guess what I just said without ever hearing it, it's never gonna happen because it's not even in their consciousness, okay? <laughs> Thanks bro, nice to see you. Um, and, uh, and so, when something has zero hashtags, you really need to reconsider targeting in that area because that just means, or even if it has like five hashtags or 10 posts or whatever, it usually means that not a lot of people understand what's going on, right? Um, getting texts. And this happens almost every time I do these, uh, this happens almost every time I do these things. Um, we start getting business calls and uh, just, you know, it's a good sign for my business, but you know, I, I do need to make sure that I'm serving my audience, making sure that you guys are getting the information. So uh, the next level of hashtags is posts that have between 2000 to 10,000. So I call these the, the, the really niche posts. Okay. These are posts that are very, very specific around a community. Okay. So you're looking at something like Toronto entrepreneurs, right? Um, it has 3,000 posts or something around the, that range, right? These are very community-based. These are groups that you can go in and really know your customer, okay? Very, very important, okay? Then you have groups of between 10,000 to 500,000 hashtags, okay? Those hashtags there are also really valuable. Um, they're still a really niche group, but they're a little bit wider than those smaller communities, okay? So between 10 and 500,000, you're looking at something like, you know, um, you know, Toronto blogger, for example, or Toronto bloggers, right? It's still a unique group. It's located. It has, you know, there's the, there's the geographic in there, the location. Then there's also the, uh, the, the behavioral or demographic to a certain degree, what their occupation is combined in one. So it narrows it down and makes it nice and niche. Um, so it's, those are still really good groups to go about. They're not as tightly knit, but they're still powerful to reach out to. Okay. And then you have the target demographics of 500 to a million plus. So 
these target demographics are extremely wide, okay? The only time I'd ever recommend to start marketing yourself into target demographics or hashtags that have 500 to a million plus posts is if you don't know what your target market is yet and you're really trying to figure it out. So you start wide and then when you, when you start wide, you wanna go and you wanna have conversations with people, not just liking or commenting, whatever, you wanna actually go into their DMs and have detailed conversations with them to figure out like what type of person they are, what their interests are, get to know them so that you can start to narrow it down and start to focus on more of the 10 to 500,000 uh, target demographic hashtags, okay? Um, and then you have stuff like paid advertising as well. Um, you'll notice that with, uh, um, with paid advertising, like on Facebook or Instagram ads, the more targeting and the more specific you get, the more it actually costs to reach that market, right? And uh, I, th I think it can go both ways. I think in general, if you want to stretch your marketing dollars, you can be more general and try to reach more people. But at the same time, maybe you spend a little bit more, reach a little bit less people, but you could be more effective, right? So instead of saying, I want men, in, uh, from 20 to 30, right? You might put men from 30 to 40, right? A little bit less, maybe 35 to 40, right? Really know your target demographic. And you might put in that they're also interested in fitness, right? Or that they also, anyone who has liked or commented, for example, on, uh, on, on a particular show, right? If you're, if you're uh, you know, doing something entertainment-based. How you doing, bro? What's up, Hamsash? Um, you know, that's, that's really important, right? Narrowing it down as, as tightly as possible will help you be more effective. Mind you with paid advertising, no matter what happens, you're still going to need to be repetitive with them. Um, you know, when it comes to paid ads, you're not just competing with other advertisers, but you're competing for attention with people's friends and family on their timeline, right? So you do need to be repetitive and you can't just throw in five to 10 bucks reach your target demographic and think, oh, they're so specific, I'm going to get it. No, you're still going to have to spend between $200 to $500 a month for three to six month minimum uh, on, a, on a Facebook ad if you want to reach your market. But uh, it, the, the tighter you are on that demographic, the more likely it is that you're going to find people who are going to be very, very excited. And that's the key, right? You know, when I'm targeting people and I'm trying to follow people that are going to want to follow back and connect with me, I'm not following people just because they're going to follow me back. I'm not following people uh, uh, just to reach everyone. I'm not trying to reach everyone. I'm trying to reach someone that when they see my page for the first time, that they're like, holy shit, this is what I've been missing in my life this whole time. Right? You want people to come to your page for the first time and say, oh my God, this is what I've always wanted. Right? And that's how you really know your target market. But here's, and here's the last thing I'm going to leave you with, guys, because you know, we're, it's about over half an hour now. And so I'm going to cut it a little bit short today. Not short, but we're going to bring it down now. Um, the last thing I want to leave you with as far as your target market is who do you want to serve? Who do you fucking like? Okay. That's big because here's the truth of the matter. Okay. You know, I've been doing social media and have running this business for years now. And one thing I've noticed is that there's certain people and, and anyone who's worked retail will, will vouch for me on this. Certain people you just can't fucking stand. Okay. And, you know, if, especially if you are employed in your own business, if you're self-employed or if you are, um, you know, uh, uh, still working in your business so that until you hire somebody, you have to deal with these people, right? So who do you want to serve? Who do you want to target? Who do you want to be in front of? Who do you want to deal with on a daily basis? M me personally, I love 
working with passionate people, creative people, people who are absolutely enthralled with what they do, people who are so excited about what they have to offer the world that they need to get it out. I love working with people who've been, who have such a great idea, but have been told to shut up and that they're, that they're not, their beliefs and their ideas are not worthy. I love working with people like that because they're, they're fired up and they're excited. What's up, Sally? How you doing, buddy? I love working with people who have a mission, who have drive. Because when I talk to them, I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm having the best time talking to amazing people. I don't, I don't, I don't target like rappers anymore. Because most rappers are not rappers who rap sometimes. Straight up. Like, don't get me wrong. I have some amazing rap clients and some amazing hip hop artists that I love to work with because they're driven, they're passionate, they're incredible people. And when, when I see them, we can actually hang out. That's the type of client I want to have. I want to have a client that I can go chill with. Okay. Because at the end of the day, these are going to be people that you're spending time with. You're spending time with these people on a regular basis, whether they're calling you for complaints, whether they're calling you for questions, you're going to need <laughs> hobbyists. Yeah. Right. These are, these, these are things that you really want to consider because you know, business is hard. There's enough challenges as it is when it comes to business. Okay. So you want to take as much thing, you know, this is, this is the super God's truth. Yeah. Straight up. This is the truth. You got to target people that you want to be around because you know, business is hard as it is. And this is why I tell people, you got to choose a, something that you're passionate about because something's going to come up that it's going to be way too hard to deal with. And if you don't absolutely love what you do, you're going to give up on that business guaranteed. I think there was a bit, I mean, I've, geez, I've started a million businesses. I, I got involved in a business one time selling magnet products. Anyone who's probably, probably you guys, a couple of people know uh, the Nikan products. Don't get me wrong. The Nikan products are actually pretty phenomenal. They're really great stuff, but I don't care. I actually told when I, before, when I first started this business, right before I started, I worked at TELUS selling B2B uh, uh, cell phones. Okay. I worked at a dealership and right before I quit, I looked at my manager and I said, no offense, but I don't give a fuck about cell phones. <laughs> I just don't care about them. I use a cell phone, but I don't care about cell phones. It doesn't light me up. It doesn't inspire me. Okay. So that being said, you got to do something you love. And you got to work with people you love because when these challenges come up, it's going to be incredibly hard to deal with it unless you absolutely love them. I've had some people that said, Bo, like they'll call me at eight o'clock at night. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at home. I'm trying to relax. I'm watching TV. I'm trying to rest and actually, so I can have enough energy to work the next day. Okay. But certain clients of mine will call me and I'll pick up the phone at eight o'clock at night. because I genuinely care about them. They're friends of mine. They're, they're people that I enjoy being around. They have great, great attitudes. Um, they're motivated people. And, you know, even outside of us doing business together, we can work on and collaborate on other projects because they're just so, such cool people. A lot of my clients have done stuff with outside of the business. I've done content with them. I've hung out with them. You know, we've just, the other day I uh, had one of my clients over for my birthday party, <laughs> like in September right? So hugely important. Okay. Um, and again, just to recap, when it comes to your target demographics, there's geographic demographics, socioeconomic, psychographics, behavioral, and 
target market is more than just age and gender. When someone asks you your target market from now on, don't just tell them men or women ages 20 to 30, okay? And last but not least, there is no such thing as disposable income, okay? No one has ever thrown out a $20 bill. I pick up pennies when I see them and they don't even use pennies anymore, okay? Disposable income's not a thing, okay? So thank you everyone for tuning in. Appreciate it. And we will see you guys next Tuesday because we do these things every Tuesday at seven o'clock to make sure that you guys are educated, learning something and getting as much knowledge as possible so you can win at your social media careers and building an audience. So thank you for tuning in and I appreciate you. And we will talk soon next Tuesday, seven o'clock PM Eastern standard time. If you didn't have a chance to watch the whole thing, you can go to facebook.com slash butterfly influence and watch the rest. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Bye.